When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, good news. The Aer Lingus College Football Classic is back in Dublin at the Aviva Stadium this summer. The 24th of August, Florida State, Georgia Tech. I'm going to be there. Propos in the house. We'll get Ben as well. Hey, we might even drag Carlson with us this time. So if you want to be there too, head on over to collegefootballisland.com. Collegefootballisland.com. Register interest. You'll be the first in the queue for tickets. We'll see you there. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs Show and our Super Bowl 58 build-up continues, gang. The legendary all-pro, old-school friend of the show, Jay Bell in the house coming your way imminently before we get in to his takes on the big show just a quick note to remind you that we're going to be out there in vegas for the game i'm going to be anchoring the talk sport coverage cannot wait for that the coach jeff reinbold the coach i'm so excited about broadcasting with him we've done other stuff like podcasts and some radio and live events that kind of thing but this will be the first time we've done a full-on game on national radio together. So cannot wait for the coach, Will Gavin, the excellent Will Gavin, alongside as well. That is a TalkSport crew. We are going to be live on TalkSport from 10.30. So make sure you stay loyal to the cause and have us as part of your Super Bowl night. And of course, outside of J-Bell, we've got some brilliant guests coming your way over the coming two weeks. Iron Mike, in the house with his breakdown next Monday and some very special guests coming your way imminently as well. But let's get today's show on the road. Some of the keys to Super Bowl 58, the hot takes from the brilliant J-Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, my guest today is the hardest working man in showbiz trade market. Lock in. Jay Bell. What's up, brother, man? I'm, I'm sorry I'm in the car. I just came from work. But you know what? This is me and you, man. We're friends. So this is how we roll. We, we make can, it happen wherever we are. We can make it work wherever <laughs> in the world we are. Jay Bell on in transit. I love that. It's Jay Bell always on the move, always on the go. Man, it was great to see you last week. So I, I, I dropped it on the show after we did it, right? But I haven't given a huge amount of context. I get a call from my agent who says... Hey, do you want to do a Q&A with J-Bell? There'll be a crowd there, Q&A. Great, of course I want to do it with J-Bell. Of course, what I should have realized, knowing it was J-Bell, it was a Q&A in the coolest members club <laughs> in, in Western civilization, quite frankly. <laughs> J-Bell, bring him. Bring, you, know, you know what it reminded me of? There's a great line by Groucho Marx where he said, I would never be a member of a club that would have me as a member. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a good line right there, because that's the truth, man. I don't know how I got in that club. 
my friends were, one of my friends was a member and I kept going with them and somebody introduced me to the guy who started it. And I think I begged my way in. I was like, uh, listen, yeah. you got to let me in here, man. Cause uh, I'm the kind of person you want. Cause I'm going to keep paying my membership fee. So I made it in, man. It's a good time. Good uh, time. Yeah. You uh, you were rolling. That was great fun. A great night. Good to see you there. We covered a lot of ground there, and we're gonna we're gonna do the same today, J Bell, because the Super Bowl is it's looming into view, right? Vegas, wow. baby. So we've been busy. We've been busy, which I know might surprise you. Definitely will surprise <laughs> will surprise our listeners. Shout out to Propo, who's Propo's finally done a bit of work. Propo's been doing a bit of work. That we we put him to the test, and he's and he's delivered. Propo's come up with a lot of great questions that we're Ooh. gonna riff around. I guess it's kind of 10 keys to the Super Bowl, right? They're fun. I like this. We're going to roll with those. We're going to see where it takes us. So let us start. Let us start right at the top. Now, this is an interesting take that Propo and I were chatting about, and I'd love to get your perspective on it, j Bell. I want to go straight off the bat to Travis Kelsey, the great Travis Kelsey, who reminded us why he is one of the all-time greats in the, all through the playoffs, frankly, but particularly in the championship game. Taking that mantle from the brilliant Jerry Rice in terms of all-time playoff receptions. Rice, by the way, still has 22 playoff touchdowns. We've got to add that fundamental for the GOAT Jerry Rice. So here's our question for you, straight off the bat, J-Bell. Is Travis Kelsey the most dangerous playoff weapon in history? Is Travis Kelsey the most dangerous playoff weapon in history? Where do you stand on Kelsey being the playoff GOAT? I have to say no, because I grew up in the Jerry Rice era. I, I, you know, Jerry Rice, Montana, Steve Young. I think about that. I, I think about Michael Irvin. I think about Emmett mm -hmm. Smith. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's hard for me to say that because Travis Kelsey's still playing. And I'm the mm -hmm. kind of guy who likes to look at the career as an entire the entirety of the career. And, and at the end, look at it like that. You think about what Gronk did and Tom Brady mm -hmm. and the moments they had, right? I mean, those those drives in the fourth quarter when they went empty formation and he just, Gronk, Edelman, you know, Gronk, Wes Welker, you know, that kind of stuff. So what he's doing is amazing and we're going to look at it at the end and we might have that conversation. But right now, I, I'm looking at those other guys and they just, there's a bigger spotlight on them for me, and yeah. it might be, it might just be my error, Nat. To be honest, no, hey, we're the, we're, we're the same error, man, and, and I hear you, and and it's and it's it's easy to do that, right? We always fall into recency bias in lots of different ways, and uh, and but it's a great reference point. It's like Gronk, these are all players that that get it done in the clutch, and that's obviously the the definition of a, a an effective player in the playoffs. But it feels that even within that mechanic, we've talked a lot about Eli doing this, of course. Gronk take, took care of that. Kelsey, I mean, very much in that championship game. Let me parlay that into the weapons around Mahomes, right? Because one of the narratives all season long I've been feeling is that despite the lack of fluency that we've been seeing with this Chiefs side, uh, and for most of the season, I don't think anybody really thought, despite the great Mahomes and Andy Reid, that they were going to get this deep. Right. It's all come together in the playoffs, but it's still very much Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rice. Yeah, that's the that trifecta. Can they beat the 49ers with just those three stepping up? Or do they need the Valdez Scantlings, the McCall Harmons, the second tier crew to contribute a little bit more than they have been? And I know Valdez Scantling got that big catch to 
to ice the game in, in, in the championship. But you know where I'm going with it. Can they yeah. beat them with just those three weapons? Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned the other guys because you just need a play from them. You right. need them to come through. MVS with a big catch, right? Uh, they stuck with him. And you think about all those drops he had this year. Would you take all those drops for that catch? Yes, you would. Right. Because it got you in the Super Bowl. Uh, what you need is three targets. You need three offensive weapons because it's very easy to take two away, right, purely by a numbers game. But if you got three, and especially if one of those is a running back you can lean on, that's a tone setter. This formula works. They have become a precision passing team. They have become a West Coast passing offense. Mm. And with that, you have a tight end that can find space. Rasheed Rice, where his his abil- ability to develop as a rookie and find space and zone coverage is why you see him stepping up. You got to know when to stop, when to slow down, how Patrick sees the game. Well, he's starting to see it that way. You need one of the other guys to make a play, maybe two, when the defense says, all right, we're enough of this. We're going to take away these two guys. Somebody's got to come up with a one-on-one matchup. Those guys can do it. The formula they have works. What makes them scary is they're playing their best football at this moment. Mm. I don't care what you did all season. You need to be at your best now. Health-wise, from a strategy standpoint, and execution, and they are. Mm. Okay, I'm with you on that, and I'm really, really fascinated to see whether, you know my take on Kadarius Tony being Super Bowl MVP. I still <laughs> I still believe in it. I still believe in that. What if they suit him up in the Super Bowl and he comes through, Nat? Are we going to lose it. our minds? I can see it, man. I, I, you know what? I, 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 I'm still hanging my hat on it. I will... I will love it if Kadarius Tony goes big, 145 yards, Man, two that'll touchdowns. Be, that'll be Andy Reid classic. Like, yeah. no one will question any decision he ever makes. Jay Bell, first player of the Super Bowl. Mahomes goes 77 yards to Kadarius Tony. Lock it in. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. It'll be like Peyton's onside <laughs> kick for craziness. Okay. I uh, love it, though. I love it. I'm in. I'm in, all in on Tony. All in on him. Okay, on this is an interesting one, right? So I and Mike kind of got into this vibe on Monday's show a little bit, and it got me and Propo talking, and let's see what J-Bell thinks about it. I and Mike was pushing the Mahomes as an effective game manager in the championship game, right? And of course, okay. this is the tag that everybody applies to Brock Purdy, and it's damning with faint praise at, at times, right? The game manager is a double-edged sword, Is there an argument to say that throughout the playoffs, Mahomes has been just as much of a game manager as Brock Purdy? You can say that if you think of a game manager as a negative condemnation. Let me back Mm. this up. Let me Mm. let me let me break this down. I want a game manager because we spend all time getting all this information, putting all these plays together, sequencing them and trying to make it efficient and effective. Right. I need you to manage that. What makes you a what makes you a momentum shifter is taking over the game as far as management is when you need to, when you have to make a big play. And that's what Patrick Mahomes does. Yeah, manage it. Do everything I want you to do. But in the fourth quarter, when I need a play, that's when he just takes over the playmaker. And a playmaker makes up – he doesn't make a play every down. He just doesn't go out there and just roll the football out and say, I'm going to make a play happen. Mm-hmm. No, he <laughs> makes it in a moment where the where the management breaks down. Right, right. He's thinking on the fly. 
He's orchestrating in the now when nothing else matters, when a coach can't talk to you, when a scheme can't help you, when the situation is against you, you make it right. Now, five of those are games can make you a Hall of Famer. Just yeah. five. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Two of, the, two of those we're talking about, these are the two plays. Brock Purdy just showed us in the championship game that he can do it with yeah. the big runs, with the big throw. He, that's what you want. So, mm-hmm. yes, you want to be a game manager because we are trying to manage this game. That is the key. That's why we practice. Mm. But when, how are you the special player? It's because you made it right when it wasn't right. And that's what makes Mahomes so magical. Yeah, that's such a great point, the X factor. And, and we see it in different ways. When you think about improvisation, right, and the play breaks down, what do you do next? And that could be Manning. You know, Manning not, not particularly beautiful to watch, but the smarts are up here and it'll work out something, you know, Russell Wilson will spin out and it will extend the play in the way he would. Of course, Rogers would do the same thing as well. Right. And all these guys, different vibes, but X factor to do that. Okay. I love that. I love that answer, Jim. We're rolling. We're up and running. Okay. We're rolling. Next up the most, and you can't answer Kadarius Tony for for this one. (laughs) Who's the most underrated player? going into the Super Bowl. Your most underrated player going <sighs> My most, oh gosh, it's so many to choose from. Uh, I don't want to say they're underrated because they got so much attention, but the corners, Sneed and Ward. No, it's a fair answer. Teams. Yeah, yeah. I you know what I'm saying? Jerry yeah. Sneed and Traverius Ward. Uh, what they do for you, say they don't even make a play. But the way you can count on them in man-to-man coverage, having one of those guys allows you to do so much because what defense is a numbers game. I have to deploy my assets accordingly. Mm. And somebody's got to have the hard down. Somebody's got to have the one-on-one matchup, and it's difficult, and they got to win. Well, you got to have a corner that can do that. If you don't, teams will pick you apart because they know you don't trust the guy. Well, they both have a guy that they trust. And they both you can come up with big plays. So it's talked about. Football heads always are talking about the corners and, and stuff like that. But in reality, I'm telling you, those coordinators, they praise those guys because they allow them to do certain things because they can take the hard down over and over again. They are so important. And when one of them, if you ever see one of them go down, the coordinator calls a whole different type of plan because he has to protect the corners in a different way. Mm. I mean, McDuffie is great. But Ladarius Sneed is, I mean, he's out there just one-on-one matchups. He's winning all day. I saw him put hands on Tyreek Hill with no fear. Mm. So uh, those two corners, man, I like the way they play. And it's a reason why these teams are in the Super Bowl. you got to have a corner. you mm. got to have one guy. Can we just extend, because Spags is obviously a, a, a guy you know well and played under and uh, and can give first-hand experience on that. And he's someone we talked about a lot, obviously, because of that over, over the years. But with this group of players in particular, and, and the D has defined Kansas City for a lot of this season, but I really want to get your take on how... Because you got Chris Jones, and Sneed, I know, is playing at an elite level. But on paper, Chris Jones is the elite player, and then it's a lot of players that you maybe wouldn't have considered as elite... Pro- I know they've got a couple of first-rounders in there, but you know what I mean. It's not necessarily a... A, a a team of superstars on, on the D, but Spags has gotten playing like superstars. So how has he done that? Talk us through his alchemy with this particular crew. 
I'll roll with the word superstar, but he's got talent, man. Mm. I'll say, because superstar is all about who we're talking about and who we're praising and yeah. the notoriety, but he's got talent and mm. he's got young talent. Remember, this whole team, all especially the secondary, all those young guys, they've been, they've been in the Super Bowl. Mm. You've had a year to coach these guys up. So now, because of their knowledge, because of what you taught them, you can adjust on the fly. So he's got a lot of smart players that understand what he's trying to deliver and can adjust and move and morph into what's necessary at that moment. And that's the key because Spags is so smart in his understanding and his timing. What do I mean? He can break down what you're doing, figure it out. He's got all the play calls. He knows what to call, you know, that's going to fit something that you want to do, but it's the timing, right? It's the, when do you make that call? When Mm. do you bring that pressure? And he's got impeccable timing on when he makes those decisions that third and whatever, when you know it's coming, but when is it coming? Spags is like a guy you want to back when you go to Vegas, man, when he rolls the <laughs> dice, right? You'd be like, well, whatever he's doing, I'm rolling with. Because that's the way he calls a game. And the players know it and trust it because they've seen it. So when he comes to you and he says, hey, I've seen this. Trust me. Uh, when this formation comes out, do this. You're going to get a sack. You're going to get an interception. A, a positive play is going to happen or you're going to create a negative play. You trust him because you've seen it and you've been in so many battles with him that whatever he's dishing out there, you follow, you communicate it, you execute it. And that's what makes it so good. That's why this defense has led him to this point because they have been together. They have a lot of experience and a lot of trust in each other and in their coordinator. They got that cohesion. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And situationally, right? Spags may be the best in the business, right? In terms of that, that one-on-one situational matchup. He always seemed, that's what the Ravens were saying after the after the championship game, just the level of blitzing that Spags was throwing at him. They just didn't, they weren't expecting it. They didn't see it coming and they were just knocked off, off pace. It's, it's, play calling is an art, man. That's why we love this game. It's so many things, so many one-on-one battles, but the play caller and their ability to design things and know when to call it, oh, it's, it's amazing. And the great ones, You see it, and it makes sense why the teams in the Super Bowl, now, what do they have? Play callers that we celebrate. Mm -hmm. It's no mistaking that. And um, we get to see now, they put their design together, but how do they adjust? Mm -hmm. And we see that in in definitely in the second quarter and in the third quarter, you see those adjustments, and you can see who's winning it. I love the idea of uh, Spags uh, at the craps table, incidentally. That is, that's Oh, yeah. I you mean, like that, right? I mean, let's roll with it, man. Where's Jay Bellinosi <laughs> going to be? Sunday night post-game, are you going to be, is it, what is your go-to game in the casino? Is it blackjack? I bet you're a blackjack, aren't you? Man, I don't gamble on anything, man. I mean, oh. that's why I don't, I don't, I, that's why I didn't have a lot of interceptions, man. Anything? Come on. I'm going to see, I bet <laughs> no. you're on, hey, have you seen the highest card wins game? Have you seen uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I see used no to war. play a I used to play a little blackjack. A little and I bit. remember yeah. my ro- my rookie year. I'm at the craps table, and I was I was I was having a good time. I was winning. It was great. Uh, I thought I was about to break the casino, mm. and I lost significantly. And <laughs> Never that's the last time I ever gambled. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, it hurts so bad that I was like, this isn't for me. This is you not know- for me. Done. This made of mine, Danny Tenza, um, shout out to Danny. Uh, New York has said, uh, told me this great story that he was in Vegas with with a bunch of his mates and he got woken up. They're back, big night out, back in the hotel room. 
the door comes, he's sharing with his mate. They were college kids at the time, comes crashing open, right? His friend stumbles in. He's like, he's woken up, like, what is going on? Just sits on the end of his at the end of his bed and just head in his hands like this, like the whole world's collapsed. And dad's like, man, what's happened? Like, are you okay? And he goes, Man, I just bet and lost ten thousand dollars on casino war. <laughs> For those of you on oh a casino gosh. war, it is highest card wins. <laughs> Literally. Oh you get a card, gosh. the dealer gets a card, highest card wins. J Bell, ten grand. Oh, he was, oh. he was, I, I don't even, oh my goodness. What kind of night he must have yeah, felt. do you have to have had to, to be dropping 10 grand on highest carb wins at 5 a.m.? Oh man, you, you, you got to think whatever night you've been having, it's been working out for you yep. until then. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was going great until that point. It was going great. He was like, man, I got to do this. I've been winning all night. Nope. Not Not anymore. Anymore. Bye bye. You know what we were thinking? You know, there are no clocks in casinos, obviously, in Vegas. Yeah. I wonder how many people. Are... Oxygen in there. Oxygen in there. How many? Yeah. I wonder how many people with Super Bowl tickets are going to miss the game <laughs> because of that. Oh, you know, probably, the they'll see the crowd. They'll, they'll see the crowd. Think, yeah. Man. They'll see the move. <laughs> they might they might end up there thinking, man, I can't sit in this seat for long. All this noise. But <laughs> there's going to be some people in there that have not went to sleep. Oh, I just oh, thought boy. about that. Oh, it's, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> it, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's, um, let's talk half-time show, seeing as we're on that. Usher. Yeah. I, I guess you're happy about the Usher booking. Man, I'm so excited about that. You know, what you want is a good show and an entertainer. You want somebody who, you got this game uh, that's going to be full of energy. Everybody's going to be locked in. The entertainment needs to mesmerize you. It needs, mm. to, it needs to match that. And Usher can do that. I mean, he's got... He's got all the songs, but it's his level of performance that's yeah. going to be the key, man. You know what I think um, I'm sure our listeners aren't aware of is that every time J-Bell and I have done a live show together, like one of the games at Wembley or, or Spurs, uh, J-Bell insists that uh, Yeah by Usher is played into the studio as as he enters the studio for rehearsal. It's just your, your go-to entrance music. Hey, man, you got to have something. You got to have motivation every time you get on there, man. You know, that's the deal. He's going to bring out his friends as well. I'm sure, Usher, you're right. He's a, he's a showman. He's going to bring out bring out the crew. What are you, What is your all-time favorite half, halftime show? If you had to pick one, what would it be? I mean, there was, you know, I definitely am going with the one in L.A. only because yeah. it was everything that I lived as a kid. All yeah. the West Coast music you know dr dre eminem snoop 50 cent came down you know looking like he was gonna do some sit-ups it was amazing <laughs> it was just everything so i mean yeah. there's been many i love prince's performance but i think just seeing that was so cool and i and i believe i hope a little a little nas a little jay-z like yeah. all that like oh the new York. god that's that gonna cool. that Jay yeah. in charge the program. That's got to happen, man. That's I know, I know that 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 has to. That we'll has get to we'll get to so see that, more deep, Jay. Cool. we'll get we'll get that one. Man, uh, ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. You know, <laughs> somebody somebody messaged me when we when we when you dropped that on the show and and it was clocked and somebody picked it up on on Twitter and after the um after the championship game or during the championship championship game, I should say during the first half of it when Detroit were in uh -huh. control. Somebody tweeted me, the same guy tweeted me saying, is Brock Purdy a shook one? <laughs> <laughs> they felt it, huh? They were feeling it. He, he had the last laugh on that one. Uh, okay. All right. 
let us get back to back to the game. So head coach head to heads. There's a lot of talk about uh, a lot of talk about Shanahan. Obviously, that feels like it's one of the big narratives. Shanahan's got okay. all these Super Bowl ghosts to exercise. Of course, he was the the offensive coordinator when Atlanta blew it against the Patriots, and the last time these two met in Miami. So close, but so far. Are you buying into that? Do you think that's going to be something that, it, however strong-minded he is, is still rattling around Shanahan's head? Or are we talking about a guy who is so in control that these things just don't register? That kind of legacy issues and problems that he's had in the Super Bowl, how big a storyline is that for you? How do you avoid it if you're him? Right. You know, you have to constantly have this conversation where you're, almost like you know why people meditate he's like hey i want to knock out the noise right i need to get this out of my head of course he's thinking about it all the coaches and players are thinking about their legacy and he's managing it and he's has to learn to make sure as a play caller he doesn't allow that to affect how he calls plays or how he looks when you saw them in this game and things weren't going right man you look at kyle shanahan on the sideline it didn't look good you know, it didn't, he looked a little, he looked a little shook and then he bounced back and they came back and it was all good. But you could see like the confusion, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening, you know? Mm. So um, one thing it does give him is when he goes in there and he coaches his team, he can talk about that experience and what happened. And, you know, it's like when I first got into finance with my business partner, we used to talk about how do we figure out what a good deal is? And he said, Jay Bell. When you've seen so many bad ones, you know all the red flags. Mm. And when you <laughs> have those kind of mistakes on the field, you can coach your team, hey, these are the things we have to avoid. These are the things we cannot do. Uh, mm. Because if we do that, this is the outcome. As a play caller, when I'm up, I have to change the way I call plays. He was aggressive when he was in Atlanta that time yeah. in a play calling, you know, just still trying to go at it, not managing the clock correctly. Well, he's not going to make that mistake again because yeah. he's lived it. Yep. So all these experiences, he's going to have to find a way, and he will, to share them with his team and make sure they understand the ramifications of the decisions they make. As a player, what really helps us is when we're prepared, we'll be in the game and something will happen, and you'll be like, oh, this is the moment the coach talked about. And he mm -hmm. said in this moment to do this. Okay, time to do this. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. time to think this way. Uh, this is that pivot, you know, and – uh, he'll be ready for it because he's been through it. Yeah, that is really interesting. I hadn't considered that as well. That and I, it's such a positive perspective because you get you hear all the time, don't you? I've been through these experiences. We talked about it with Campbell. Like, will Campbell, if he's in that situation again, will he be that aggressive, uh, or will he have learned from right. that and, and drawn from that? I mean, that is that is super interesting. Okay, one more for the road, J Bell. The key to well, we'll split it into two. Give me give me two on this one. The key to the 49ers winning it and the key or keys to the Chiefs winning it. Oh, the Chiefs is forcing a turnover. Definitely. you got to steal a possession on defense. And they have been this whole time. Right. Sticking to the running game, right? Continue. I mean, Andy Reid just rolling with the running game over and over and over is key. And, and then Patrick Mahomes, and Kelsey just making a play. That formula works for them. But that defense has to steal a possession. That is key. Start mm. fast, too. That's another thing. You want to start fast, and you want to make them think, oh, my gosh, Patrick Mahomes. This is 
we're getting the full Patrick Mahomes, right? You want a little bit of that panic to set in where they just get swept up in it. You mm-hmm. don't want to give them life um, at all because then they can play balance. You want to take them out of their balance quickly. Mm. That is interesting, isn't it? And also they can San stay Francisco. with a run. They can stay with a run. Okay, so that's Kansas City. Yeah. Hit him hard early on. I think we're on it. That's the Kadarius Tony 77 yarder. That's the yeah. first play of the game. So they need to first start Mahomes Magic, put the take the game to them. What about the 49ers? Man, for the 49ers, it's a line to finally play the way we thought they were supposed to. Mm. Like they haven't been playing at an all-star level. I mean, they, you know, they got Chase Young over there. Last week, I felt like they were running right at him, bro. I was like, come on, Chase Young, set the edge. Sometimes star players can become stars in moments like this. So imagine if that D-line goes, hey, we're, we were highly paid. We're highly sought after. And they just take the game mm-hmm. over. That's the way to get to Mahomes. You got to cut the head off of the snake. Mm-hmm. You got to get after Patrick Mahomes. And they, it could be their day. You know what I'm saying? It could be. Nick Bosa all of a sudden just out of control balling and then stay balanced on offense. They cannot play from behind. If you uh, allow them to get in a drop back passing game with Brock Purdy, Spags is going to pressure that kid mm-hmm. like he's never been pressured before. So you have to stay in balance. You have to have the threat of the run uh, so everything else works. You have to keep it close if you're Sam Fran. Um, and you want to be at least playing with a, uh, uh, at least with a seven point lead, at least, you know, you want to be a score ahead. Cause then that's when Kyle Shanahan can dial it up. To be honest, most coaches can, but mm. that's the way this team is built. And it's been their formula all year. Why would they change? Uh, the thing about it is it makes you and it requires you to be disciplined and not try to force anything, which is very hard to do when you're in the biggest game ever. Yeah. You know, all the little panic comes in and you try to force a play and everything changes. This is when experience matters. So it's one of those things where calm, cool, collective, their quarterbacks both seem to have that. But I have more faith in Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes if we got to put a flurry of points together than I do with San Francisco versus Kansas City's defense. I just, I don't see them being able to do what they did. I mean, actually, I shouldn't say that because they did it against the best defense, but I, I don't I don't see it happening against, um, um, I, I, I mean, sorry, that's Kansas City did that against uh, Baltimore. So I don't see San Fran uh, being able to do that against the, um, the Kansas City's defense. Yeah, you know, and I guess the one thing there is the way that Purdy has has dealt with adversity in the in the playoffs and, and fought back as well. You kind of have the have the faith and the belief that if he is under the cosh up against it, then then he's readier than he was even a month ago to to deal with that kind of adversity. And he's cool hand Luke, man. The man is just the man is just ice veined. That is, he's ready. He's ready. It's just the whole thing when you look at this game. Who do you want? Who do you have confidence in that when it's all muddy, you know, right. makes you feel like you got some good rain boots on? And that's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Patrick Mahomes, man. I mean, when you X out play callers and all this kind of stuff and the mm. greatest design play, my goodness, how do you go against Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. And if he's going to chase Tom Brady in the legacy, he's got to win this. He's yeah, yeah, got yeah. to go back to back. 
My God, you know, I, I'm a lot of people are rooting for the Lions to get there, and I get it, but I'm loving this matchup. It's a rematch it. of that Miami Super Bowl five years ago. We were there then. We're going to be there this time around. Next stop, Vegas, J-Bell. I will see you in Sin City, my friend. Safe travels over my, there. My man, I'll see you there, and I'm glad, man, we get to experience this and talk about this uh, next year when we have conversations because this is going to be epic. Can't wait. I, I will see you at the roulette wheel about two hours post, post game. <laughs> We're going to be there. My see man. You. See you there. You know it, bro. See you, brother. <laughs> Take care, man. Lovely stuff, as always, from the hardest working managed job business, Jay Bell. Go and watch some of that video, Jay Bell, on the road. Let's find out if we actually cut any of that to video. We will see. But if we do, it's going to be over on our YouTube channel at the NC Show. Yep, follow us on YouTube, The NC Show. Shout out to all of you who subscribe to us on there. We're loving that. And we've got some really exciting plans in the off-season as well. So uh, very, very good reason to get involved with that uh, and watch the show as well as all of you listening to it right now, wherever you're listening to us uh, from and indeed whatever you're listening to us on. Big shout out to all of you who joined us recently. Brand new listeners to the show. It is great to have you with us. I hope you're enjoying it. We're going to keep the action coming thick and fast your way. So lock in, subscribe. You won't miss a trip. See you next time. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.